Hi, everybody. We're back. George, we're back. Where did we go? Places. Oh. What did we do? Things. Did we TCB? You got it. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzaff. And with me, as always, alongside of me, is George Rogers. For the first time in a long time. In a long time. And joining us for this special podcast is George's girlfriend. As a big Anne Rice fan as she is. Right? That's who wrote this? Yes. Okay. Um, Good research. Thank you. No studying. <laughs> <laughs> no ticket. <laughs> is Amy... Hi, everyone. Yeah. Lynn Monk. Uh, Remember that joke? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's Amy's middle name? It's on, it's on a profile, <laughs> name. So, uh, this is part, I believe, seven. We're behind. We're going to catch up. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're going to get these other six episodes. Uh, Rap- rapid fire. Rapid fire. Straight from the fucking dick. Um, what? Just coming everywhere. Oh, but, uh... <laughs> Here we, okay. here we are today. We're good because we're doing uh, Queen of the Damned. No, we are not. <laughs> like hell. <laughs> sure, you've been plugging corn all day. Pl- plugging corn up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you eat corn the long. You're way. like corn doesn't digest anyway, so I'm shoving the, sh- the cob straight up my hole. You eat corn the. That's long why it's way. called the corn hole. Get it? Yeah, I get so, it. So we're doing interview with a vampire. Uh, the the ninety four classic. Mm-hmm. Starring Tom Cruise and uh, Bradley Pitt. Um, <laughs> Bradley Pitt. Bradley Pitt. Yeah, that's a good one. But uh, before we get into that, I watched Halloween Kills yesterday. I didn't think it was very good at all. George and Amy haven't watched it yet. Um, We're going to watch it tomorrow. Yeah, they're going to watch it tomorrow. But I have to say, I was highly disappointed, everybody. So... Yeah, I'd rather watch Halloween 5. And that, that mask looks like Nicolas Cage instead of William Shatner. That's because it's Greg Nicotero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a serial killer! That's how that movie goes. So It, 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 it was just like that. I fucking wish. Along with the clown music that plays when the cops show up. <laughs> do, 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 uh, yeah, do. don't go see that movie in the theater. Go watch on the pe- Peacock, because you're not missing a fucking thing. I saved you one hour and 45 minutes of boobless fucking t- uh, movie time. Save your $15. Don't bother. Anyway. Your $15 plus in case you stop and get popcorn and drinks if you're, mm-hmm. if you're one of those people. Mm-hmm. If you're not like us or a little more economical and prefer to bring stuff from home. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I don't have, know anybody with a giant purse. Hey, you don't come up here as often. So I have a really movies. nice movie theater two minutes from my house. So. Kevin has a really big purse. Kevin has a really big stomach. That's... I, I, I failed to see the saw him open with a fucking I mean, lightsaber and stuff Luke Skywalker. You always carry your backpack. I, I actually did carry when I went and saw Bond. I carried a bottle of soda and didn't even realize it was in my hand and nobody stopped me. Yeah, I don't know what he carries. <laughs> hey, walking with your backpack. I, it was the Dr Pepper cream soda. Yeah, walking with your backpack. I managed to get everything. And you just talk like that the whole time. Yeah, because I was I went to see uh I went to see Bond at the AMC and I was like I don't know if I really trust this uh these soda fountains at this movie theater you know. To Cherry Hill and such like that. So. But mm. anyway, this Coke tastes like crack. <laughs> it what? is. It is crack, Austin. Oh, that, I thought it was just me. <laughs> it's a bit nutty. So, um, with that being said, all that bullshit, 
let's get into let's get into this movie. George, you ready? Uh, I'm ready. So, Amy, are you ready? I am ready. Dean, are you ready? No. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> Grab While you're pausing, no, I'm not pausing. Uh, you had mentioned that the movie was made in 1992. Four. Four. Uh, the original book came out in 1976. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea it was already, that old. Yeah. Which yeah. was uh, also when Paramount purchased the rights. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't you say they it, purchased the rights and in the 70s? It, it sat in developmental hell for forever. Forever. I think until about like. Are sure nine. it wasn't Warner Brothers? It <laughs> makes you wonder, right? <laughs> it took him 30 years to make a Flash movie. It doesn't even look good. Um, but, uh, anyway, so the, t- the typical questions, George, when was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, all the way through today. That still blows my mind. Yeah. Amy? Uh, 1994. Yeah, I was, it was in the 90s when I saw it. I must have called it on Skinamax or something like that. I, I mean, I didn't see it in the theater, but I definitely saw this movie not long after it came I was out. At, I'll tell you the, the, the... Did you go to see it theaters? It. I did. Yeah. I saw this movie in theaters because I was already a huge Anne Rice fan and big into home erotica. I it was, mean, it was 1994. She, she, spent <laughs> <laughs> she spent eight dollars. She spent eight dollars. Was there, were movies that expensive back then? In, in, I feel like in the nineties they might have been like five or six bucks. Uh, op- maybe opening <laughs> night <laughs> because because yeah. I don't know. I think like yeah, we'll say anyway, <laughs> but. I can't believe this is the first time you sat through this movie straight through. No, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces. Uh, I will tell you, the the first time I was even made aware of this movie, it mm. was during the, I want to say it was the 1995 MTV VMAs. Not, not VMAs, their movie awards, back when that was actually a pretty fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Where they was were it the same one where Van Halen came out with David Lee Roth. Eddie Van was Halen the, was, was wearing. Uh, that was 96. Eddie Van Halen was just wearing overalls yeah. and nothing else. That was 96. Um, because. That was after I was when like Sammy found out he wasn't in the band. No, that was when Mitch Malloy found out he wasn't in the band. <laughs> yeah, Zibidi Babalu Mitch Malloy still thinks he's in the band. Yeah, um, and they were doing these little skits. I remember they did the Pulp Fiction, where it was the Sweat Hogs from Welcome Back, Cotter, and they did this because they did it for all like the best, uh, all the for the best movie nominees where they lampooned this, but instead of Brad Pitt and Christian Slater. It was Adam West and Frank Gorshin, and they played it up like the Riddler was interviewing Batman. And uh, and they also and they also did the Seven parody, where it was um, where it was William Shatner as Captain Kirk, William Shatner as T.J. Hooker, and William Shatner as the host of Rescue Nine One One. I vaguely remember these. Yeah, and that was like the first time I was really made aware of it. And I was like, this looks pretty funny. I got to check it out. Little did I know that Interview with the Vampire was not a Batman movie. Because. Uh, also, not very funny. <laughs> like, not. No, I mean, no I didn't. Real comedy, unless you count Santiago as comedy. but uh, it, it, Not really. <laughs> all, only Santiago thought Santiago was I do. Funny. I remember this. I remember those skits. Yes. They, they're, they're coming back to me, so. Yeah. Because they did the clueless one with uh, with the Golden Girls, with mm. B. Arthur, Estelle Getty, and mm. Rue McClenahan. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, on, since we have a. Uh, For a, the 90s a, uh, listeners um, that are on this one. Uh, an expert on the book, what we're going to do is we're going to review the movie, and then Amy is going to give us the differences and the similarities after the review of the book and the movie. Um, I mean, so, if, she want, if, if she wants to pop them in, well, yeah, like, I'm not going to say no. The, yeah, you know, but. You know, if because you, I'm if sure there's something that's come up, inclined. and Amy's gonna be like, "Just start the book." Yeah, probably be easier as you guys are going through it. If there's a if you think it's easier, we'll do that with them. Difference. Okay. 
Are you ready? Yeah. yeah All I'm right. Flying. Interview with a vampire. Released February 26, 2002 in the United States and April 4th, 2002 in Australia on a budget of $35 million. That's and- Queen of the Damned. Ah, you got me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it. So everyone's aware, don't watch that horrible movie and I've, equate it with it, anything that Anne Rice has ever done. If you, especially, I'm still yet to say it. <laughs> we're going to get you. No, we're going to get you. We got you. <laughs> we got him. Not it's today. totally acceptable as a regular movie if you do not consider it part of the Anne Rice and part of the Vampire Chronicle. And, and if you uh, count Stuart Townsend as an actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said it was acceptable. I didn't say yeah. it was good. Wasn't yeah. Stuart Townsend also... Uh, he was Dorian Gray in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. And that's That's it. about it. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, released November 11th, 1994, at a budget of $60 million and a box office of $223.7 million. Directed by Neil Jordan. Screenplay. Oh, so she wrote the screenplay for the movie, too. Anne Rice. Uh, it was actually heavily altered by another person mm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, obviously based on the book of the same title by Anne Rice uh, produced by David Geffen uh, cinematography no music by Elian Goldenthal this is the third movie we've done with him uh, starring Tom Cruise Brad Pitt Stephen Ray I don't know why he's got third billing he is in like 10 minutes of this whole movie <laughs> and I know him for one other film Antonio Banderas, Christian Slater, and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, George, mm-hmm. what's your stars on? In modern day San Francisco, reporter Daniel Malloy interviews Louis de Point du Lac. I'm sure I'm saying that wow. wrong. <laughs> yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Don't think I've ever heard of butchered quite as bad. You should, you should have just said it completely American, like Louis the Point. Dulac. <laughs> here, let me here, let me pull this knife out of the English language real quick. <laughs> oh, you butchered English and French at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I took three years of French, everybody. Not it's, like you it, noticed. It was like it was like a single raping by you on two people. Oh, dear lord! Yeah, I said it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Hey, just like I said before, Aaliyah's death in two thousand one was the saddest plane crash. In 2001. Yeah, 2001. Louis describes his human life... Oh, he claims to be a vampire, and then I start laughing. Louis describes his human life as a wealthy plantation owner in 1791. You know what that means. Hey. Spanish family Louisiana. programming here. Yeah. So, family program. You just said I committed a rape on two people. The English language and the French language. Pause right there for a second. Pause. We're pausing. We're pausing. Because it says Spanish Louisiana. Spanish it's Louisiana. not... In the books, it's French. Mm. Because that would make more sense. Would make more sense, yes. Yeah, <laughs> makes a hell a of a lot. lot of makes New a Orleans hell of a is, lot more sense. Yes. <laughs> Considering how most of the people in Orleans still talk all bang, dong, dang, dong, dang, dong, dong, dong. That's Cajun. So that, that, those are the Cajuns. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. George, you are out of your fucking <laughs> I'm destroying every language I come across today. Despondent following the death of his wife and unborn child, he drunkenly wanders the waterfront of New Orleans one night and is attacked by the vampire Lestat de Lioncourt. There, I got that one. All right. Barely. Barely. (laughs) Barely. De Lioncourt. Right there is the first major change 
that they've done. Are you? From the book? From the book, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis is wandering around devastated and depressed because his brother has died in the book. He did not have a wife and child. Okay. Because of being gay? Because of another change in the book. He wasn't he uh wasn't he a homosexual? It's never actually said. It's just like implied. It's implied. Mm. It's nineteen seventy six implied. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean when we get to the mm-hmm. The part further on with Armand, well, we can talk about that. Lestat senses Louis' dissatisfaction with life and offers to turn him into a vampire. Louis accepts but quickly comes to regret it. While Lestat revels in the hunt and killing of humans, Louis resists his instinct to kill, instead drinking animal blood to sustain life. Disgusted by Lestat's pleasure in killing, Louis comes to suffer tremendously as a vampire. So, this movie is very 90s when we're in the 90s. Yeah. That ponytail that Brad Pitt has, I have only ever seen that in one decade. And it was in between 1990 and 1999. Like, usually that ponytail is, like, tighter. It's, you know, this was just loose and just barely clipped on. And you can tell it's a 90s movie because of Christian Slater. Yes. Yeah, he was everywhere. Christian yep. Slater is also a huge change from the book. Was it not Christian Slater in the book? <laughs> I mean... In the, books, in, in the book, it was River Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> In okay. the book, it's mostly, he's just referred to at first as the boy. Mm. Now, Christian Slater does not look like a boy even mm. back no. then. No. <laughs> Which is funny because he was Will Scarlet in Prince of Thieves three years earlier. And wasn't Will Scarlet supposed to be a child yes. in the original like Robin Hood stories? I do not remember, actually. So, but um, for those of you who follow the social pages, you'll obviously know I put the as Dean calls it, the vague hint up, which the hint was just the picture of River Phoenix. And the hint for that was because that River Phoenix was supposed to be Daniel Malloy, but died four weeks before filming started. So he never, so he never got the chance to play. So Christian Slater, um, then took the role was actually a very good friend of River Phoenix and donated his, his paycheck from the movie to Rivers, uh, family. So I mean, he didn't make he didn't make a dime off of this movie, uh, which is good for the Phoenix family, I guess. Later in life, maybe bad for Christian Slater because he ain't done too much after this. He broke an arrow. Like I said, not too much. It's a goddamn wood We're not doing broken arrow today. Sure. But so he immediately starts in it. It's, it, it, it's all the the whole movie, and probably the book itself is all set in flashback. Because it's the story that Louis is telling the interviewer, hence the interview with the vampire. Mm-hmm. And you know, and Louis he's despondent over the over the death of his wife and unborn child, who I'm assuming died in childbirth. I believe that's what they said in the movie. In the movie, yes. yeah. So he's just you no, know, he's playing cards with people, intentionally cheating. They pull a gun on him, and he's just like opens up his shirt to be like, yeah. Shoot me! It's like oh, you don't you don't lack the conviction to pull the trigger. It's like it's right. like he basically just called that guy a pussy. <laughs> he he has that yeah. recu- reckless despair that re- some people the reckless get sense if of they abandon. suffer too much loss. Yeah, I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> um, and then Lestat is obviously watching this from afar, and then drunkenly later, not Lestat but Louis, who. Was he? He gets attacked by, uh, by somebody. And he just 
passes out because of his drunkenness. Again, that <clears throat> only occurs in the movie. Yeah. Yes. And then Lestat bites him on the neck and then levitates up up against the ship and then drops him in the water, which I thought was was a pretty cool shot for a 94. It was. It was not yeah. bad. It yeah. doesn't occur at all in the books. In fact, Lestat <laughs> does not learn how to fly for several books later. How many books are there? Uh, total? Um, give me a second. I'm not entirely sure. I know I've read them all. So but there are... 347. No, because there are offshoots mm. as far as, like, they go into... Um, there's a witches series that they kind of do a crossover with and there are side books like they do a book on Armand and one on Pandora which is Armand another Asante character or Armand from not Armand Asante <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, and you've listened to these podcasts you know there's no holds bar. I, I know what holds <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Disgust. Anyway. But yes, well, while Amy's looking that up, um, Lestat turns him and then, you know, they, this whole thing was like, oh, you gotta be a vampire. And, you know, they go to, uh, or they, they go to, uh, with that fop, that older woman who's got the powder wig, and then mm. Louis's gonna kill her, but instead grabs the dog and feeds on his head, and Lestat just comes over and berates him. It's like, I it's like oh, you would eat a rat instead of a person. I would yeah. totally kill a person, especially her. And I would take the dogs as pets. Yeah, like, hey, bud. Yeah. There are 13 wow. books in the actual series. That's that seems- not including yeah. the ones where they're offshoots. So what does Lestat do in all these books? Just turn people into vampires and touch men homosexuality? No. <laughs> I to discuss all of the books we'd have to do It'd be a whole probably, other podcast. Right, that would be a whole other mm. podcast. That's a whole other there's, thing. There's ghosts, there's witches, there's God, there's heaven, hell, it's So it's not just him walking through life as a vampire? Well it is. It's his life. It's most 90%, I want to say, of the books are based on Lestat's life. But the experiences he goes through, a lot of them are supernatural. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is this this is the first book in the series? Yes. And then the second book is The Vampire Lestat? Yes. And then the third book is Queen of the Damned? Yeah. And then, obviously, there's no more after that because they didn't make any more. <laughs> they didn't... Didn't they didn't make the second one either, so I guess there's only one and three. <laughs> well, I told you that The yeah. Queen of the Damned is actually a combination of the books, The Vampire Lestat mm. and The Queen of the Damned. Maybe they would have made money if they got Tom Cruise back for it. In 2002, Tom Cruise is not... He was too busy making uh, Mission Impossible too. Yeah. I honestly did not like him as Lestat anyway. I And I know that that opinion even goes away from what Anne Rice how Anne Rice feels but I don't think he was right for the character of Lestat um you prefer Stuart Townsend no I didn't say that <laughs> did not say that well for um <clears throat> for Anne Rice when she was doing the when she was part of it and they 
you know, asked her her opinion. Originally, they wanted uh, Julian Sands to, but he didn't have the star power to carry the movie at the time. He wasn't he wasn't well known enough, and she didn't want Tom Cruise. She, however, suggested a number of other actors. Um, I'm gonna do this probably from who I think would have been a really good choice to who might have been garbage. Uh, Jeremy Irons, he would have been really good. Um, And then I guess the last three of this kind of... Peter Weller was a choice. Peter Weller. (laughs) Yeah, that Peter Weller. From Robocop. Yeah, that Peter Weller. Um, I don't think so. Alexander Gudinoff, who was Carl in Die Hard and The Maestro and Money Pit. He would have been really good. Um, and the other choice she had was John Malkovich. Fucking why not? <laughs> that should have been your number one. Yeah. Honestly, like, uh, I am the. You uh, probably would have been better as Lestat. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I like, am. Like I am was, the. Uh, uh, I am the vampire <laughs> like Lestat. Was, uh, in the man you hire mask when he played uh, Aramis. No, was he Athos or Aramis? He was Keith Sutherland's character. He was uh, Athos. Athos, yeah. yeah. You know, there was a play called The Stat, and the music was done by Elton John. I have no idea. Okay. Wandering the streets of New Orleans amid an outbreak of plague, Louis can resist his hunger no more and feeds on a little girl whose mother died in the plague. To entice Louis to stay with him, Lestat turns the dying girl Claudia into a vampire. Together, they raise her as a daughter. Louis has a pure fatherly love of Claudia, while Lestat spoils and treats her more as a pupil, training her to become a merciless killer. 30 years pass and Claudia matures psychologically but remains a little girl in appearance and continues to be treated as such by the staff. When she finally realizes she will never grow older or become a mature woman, she is furious with Lestat and tells Louis that they should leave him. She tricks Lestat into drinking the dead blood of twin boys whom she killed by overdose of laudanum, which weakens Lestat and then slits his throat. Though Louis is shocked and upset by Lestat's death, he helps Claudia dump Lestat's body in Alligator Swamp. They spend weeks planning a voyage to Europe to search for other vampires, but Lestat returns on the night of their departure, having survived on the blood of swamp creatures. Lestat attacks them, but Louis sets him on fire, and in the ensuing blaze, they are able to escape to their ship and depart. Amy, had your hand up? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I don't just... want to just yeah. burst right in. And... Mm-hmm. But the... First, first big change is Claudia. Um, I believe Kristen Dunst did a phenomenal job in portraying the character, but she was far too old. Uh, the character in the books is five. So Brad Pitt's character has sex with a five-year-old? He didn't have sex with her. I know. <laughs> Their relationship is more... Father-daughter. No, I was going to say in the movie there it's more father daughter, mm. but in the the actual books it's more of a this is sexual tension That's as disgusting. she gets older. That's disgusting. Well, as her mind matures, mm. she's a woman trapped in its child's body. Still I feel like that's some shit that people would try now to pass off. Like, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually a 15 year old, even though I'm 45. I but feel like that'd be some, some, some books, creepy shit now. Vampires also don't have sex. That's a shame. It's not something that occurs. The the ultimate I would have sex about release them. or the ultimate, <clears throat> you know, thrill is the kill. Well, I, see, after I would kill somebody, the thrill of the hunt. And, and you know, 
drink blood and stuff like that, I would then look to another woman and be like, so, want some cum next? Uh, Your reactions are priceless. And the crowd falls deathly silent. actually touched on that. I believe the theory is, is that they can't. Ejaculate? Can't. Probably maintain yeah. erections. Yeah. Why? They have all this blood in them. You think it'd be throbbing. <clears throat> when no. you drink blood, mm-hmm. Dean, do you get a uh, a massive? George, I get an erection doing everything. That's, yeah, that's true. Okay. As he says, leaning over his computer and staring at me. Erection. Uh, the second change in that. Thank you. <laughs> is that it's not just Lestat who comes back the night that they're supposed to leave. Lestat, before he's killed, or killed in quotation marks because mm. he's not actually dead, yeah. had. Spoilers! Been, <laughs> we already said that he comes Seriously? back. <laughs> we already said that he comes. <laughs> There's so much After he drinks the lately. blood from the dead boys mm. and Claudia slits his throat, but mm. before that he had been visiting or seeing another guy, mm-hmm. a young uh, musician in the books. And right before he had turned this musician into a vampire. Uh. So when he comes back from the swamps, it's the musician and Lestat. And he does not sit there and play the piano and act all jolly like he does like, in the... Like he plays the piano the, with the uh, with the curtain over his head like he's, like he's some sort of half-assed Phantom of the Opera. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't occur in the books. They immediately attack. Right. Uh, they still... They burn down the house and believe that... Both vampires, Lestat and the other one, have died in the fire. Right. Which, um, um, which is not, um, which is not Marius from Queen of the Damned, right? Because Marius is the one who turns Lestat. It's not Marius, right? Initially. Speaking of Stuart Townsend. Oh yeah. Do you know his father is Peter Townsend? No, it's not. Not no. Pete, not, 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 not that Pete, Townsend. Not that Pete Townsend. I'm uh, I'm disappointed in that. <clears throat> if, if it if it was true, then it would. If that Pete Townsend was actually his father, then it would be true that talent skips a generation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Although, although, although Jacob Dylan already uh, pro- already proved that already theory. Proved that. Sorry to all, sorry to all you Wallflowers fan out there, Chris. Kevin. Uh, minor yeah, Kevin change that occurred between the movie and the book is mm-hmm. that Louis and Claudia are running to the ship, right? And Claudia's like, "The ship is sailing without us." Mm. That doesn't occur in the books either. Uh, they get on the ship at night, and Louis stands on the deck of the ship the entire night, keeping watch in case the staff comes back. Mm. I did like the makeup of uh, Lestat when he got out of the swamp. Like, I don't know who did the makeup or the special effects for this movie, but in '94 they really went full tilt. While I agree it was good for which they, which they did get it which they, they it did get an Oscar nomination for best art direction. So probably that and I the, believe he should have looked a little bit more desiccated and thin. <clears throat> uh, having only fed from swamp creatures. Sh- like, what, what about Sna- this? Snakes and gators. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, now we know where Jeff Hardy got his look from a nine in two thousand two. Yeah. Since they show, you know, when Claudia cuts his throat, mm-hmm. they show all this blood, all the blood in his body yeah. basically draining. That look, that desiccated look when they first show him laying on the ground, that's how he should have looked when he came back. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit fuller, but Understood. You mean Understood. You mean you can't get proper nutrients from like frogs and alligator? I, Prob- I probably not. Believe no. Maybe it just depends <laughs> on how they're cooked. No, I gotta get them cooked with gators. You should watch Queen Bay. I am not watching that. I'll watch it. Is it yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Ask Kevin if he wants to watch it. But I, I bet Kevin will love it. Throw my room off. <laughs> After traveling around Europe and the Mediterranean, oh. but ah, some hula. Oh, great. Anyway, uh, seventeen rock <laughs> That's that still seems high. <laughs> Continue. You want to borrow the soundtrack? I think it was in my CD case. I got sixty-six in uh, audience score. <laughs> I mean, 66 out of 100 people were like, yeah, it's good. All 66 of those people were Chrissy. Well, Amy said it's a good <laughs> All movie. All 66 of those people have never read an Anne Rice book on Amy said it was a good movie. I said it was okay. I, I, I thought it was great. Mm. After have seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I thought it was good. And then he goes, I've never seen it. <laughs> the continuity is way off on you. Thanks, Spielberg. Mm. After traveling around Europe and the Mediterranean, but finding no other vampires, Louis and Claudia... I'm going to stop you right there. All right. They do actually find vampires. Oof. (laughs) In the back country, in the old country. They have found vampires, but they are mindless beings. They're so degraded that they only rise from their graves to kill and so it continues to pass the virus on and other people will rise from their graves but they but they're it's not but the they're same like, quality but they're it's like unsophisticated so and it's from the start mm-hmm. of the vampire line they're they're mindless Almost like maybe the zombie version of what a vampire would be. Yes. Like there's no rhyme or reason to just get up, feed. Yes. Yeah. Go back. Exactly. Hmm. Almost like they're unsophisticated, or or it's like an inbred bloodline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the South is still part of the uh, is still part of the book. Well, I <laughs> yeah. mean, must if be you South. To, must be Southern Transylvania. For a split yeah. second. We can talk about where the vampire came from. Yeah, let's go. Let's get to it. Um, in Anne Rice's books, and this is not touched on until Queen of the Damned, there's a spirit. The movie? Yes. No, well, it's, it's kind of touched on it in the movie because it shows Akasha and her king as uh, being yes. the original. I was hoping she would say that at some point because I kept looking at it. I was like, Akasha? Akasha. Akasha. Uh, it shows them being the original vampires, mm. um, which is actually caused by an evil spirit oh. that started to get a liking for human blood. Hmm. And so the further down the line you go, 
past Akasha, the further that spirit is split. Because it's passed through the blood. Mm. Right. Man, Aaliyah was hot. Thanks. So basically, she was so and in in sexy as fuck. And in knowing and she played it yeah. again phenomenally well. That's and, the only saving grace <laughs> in that movie. So like in knowing, <laughs> I, super talented. So I guess like in, in in knowing what we know, probably from from Queen of the Damned mm. to this. Um. So in Queen in Queen of the Damned to go back to this nonsense. Okay. Um. Is it true that like Lestat has that relationship with Akash? Uh, Akasha with, with Akasha like drinks her blood yes so that's probably why the people that he turns are not so far down the line because her blood but is but that still... actually occurs after Interview with the Vampire ah okay okay alright yeah George what's your pain that's some fucking dweeb but he's still not far because mm-hmm. there's Akasha and then there's Maharet and Makari which are the Twins, and then mm-hmm. past that you have Marius, and Marius is the one who turns to stat. Mm-hmm. So it's still not far from the it's start of the line. Still not far from yeah. the start of the line. But like when they're getting down, like several generations beyond, like thirteen generations down, it's like this is tainted. Yes. Yeah. Fair. Louis encounters vampire Santiago and Armand by chance. Armand invites Louis and Claudia to his coven, the Theater de Vampire. And I butchered that one as well. You're welcome. Where the vampire sage... I'm American. What do you want from me? Where the vampire sage theatrical horror shows for humans. On their way out of the theater, Santiago reads Louis's mind and suspects that Louis and Claudia murdered the staff. Armand warns Louis to send Claudia away for her own safety, and Louis is intrigued to stay with Armand and learn the meaning of being a vampire. Claudia demands that Louis turn a human woman, Madeline, into a vampire to be her new protector and companion, and he reluctantly complies. Shortly thereafter, the Parisian vampires abduct the three of them and (coughs) punish them for Lestat's murder, imprisoning Louis in a coffin and trapping Claudia and Madeline in a chamber where sunlight burns them to ash. All right. I wanted to finish out that sentence. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah, I was waiting until you were done. Mm -hmm. Uh, The very first thing about this scene that gets me is Armand. Okay. Why is that? Antonio Banderas should not have played Armand. That's disheartening. Why is that? He doesn't give the character anything that he should have had. Okay. Uh, The character in the books is way different mm-hmm. the Armand in the movie seems to be almost blase right like he doesn't care about anything right and while that's partially mm-hmm. true in the books the one thing he does care about is Louis because and this is mentioned in the movie as well he feels that Louis can give him a connection to that century mm-hmm. because without that the vampires they get stuck and like he can't like he won't be able to adapt right okay um the second thing is that they're not all actually captured together in the book Mm -hmm. uh it's only madeline and louis who are originally captured uh he louis fights enough for claudia to escape for a little bit and she's captured some point later on that night the final part 
is when they're thrown in the well. The way they're shown in the movie is that it's basically like dust sculptures, right? Like yeah. Huey touches it and it just collapses. Yeah, kind of like the uh, like the uh, when you if you see the <clears throat> picture of Pompeii after Mount Vesuvius erupted, and they have like you know they were basically flash burn, and it's just the uh, it's just like the ash. Yes. Um, well, that makes sense for Claudia's body to do that because at this point she's she's what? been a vampire. She's for, been a vampire at least thirty for, years on. Thir- in the, in the thirty books, plus, it's longer. yeah, yeah. Um, well, this was eight, well eighteen seventy. So I mean, and then they return in uh, seventeen ninety one. So probably a hundred, almost hundred yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Madeline to turn to ash the night after or the day after being mm-hmm. turned into a vampire mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. And without Should her like feeding more... or anything like that because... Well, in the book she does. Okay. In the book it's the next night that they come. So Madeline is sitting there like crocheting something for Claudia. Coffin, and then they... coffin. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bust in. Um... So yeah, there's there's a couple. Not that they make it an overall difference mm. to the story, really, but yes, there are some big differences. Mm. Okay. Armand arrives in time to help Louis escape the sunrise, and once again offers him a place by his side. Louis rejects Armand and leaves, knowing that Armand had allowed Claudia's murder so that he could have Louis to himself. The one thing I do enjoy about that scene is I I kind of liked everything that was in Paris. The way, now not in terms of like the comparison between the, the movie and the book, but it was just like watching it on screen. Like I liked everything inside the theater, the show oh. that was put on. I thought that was fantastic. And when Armand comes out, he's got that red velvet. When they showed like, the theater to vampires, mm-hmm. that is an amazing scene. Yeah, um, I believe that they got that and the crypts underneath perfectly. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that looked really well done. And I absolutely gorgeous. agree. I absolutely agree. They, the book and the movie are very similar, and they did get a lot of it right. Mm-hmm. Unlike Queen of the Damned. Hey. <laughs> oh, I. It's a favorite of mine. I actually skipped the part where Louis returns to the theater at dawn and sets on fire, killing all the vampires Loser. inside. Which. Um, I think that uh, which might, actually, which I think that might actually be my favorite scene is when he kills Santiago, because he does that, you know, that or I guess he uses his speed or whatever, whatever power he has, and he ends up behind him, but just as he gets there, he, Louis, uh, right, Louis, Louis still swinging with yeah, the scythe, yeah, Louis still swinging with the scythe and cuts him in half. I thought that was great, and he deserved it. Uh, he's yes. a fucking clown. I only when he showed up and he's just acting like a mime and then walks on, and then he's like, oh, you fool. <laughs> That, that word right there is actually, cool. yes. Uh, in the books, Armand tells Louis that that is what starts Santiago's uh, vengeance against Louis. Because he calls him a fool? Because he calls him a fool. Wow, what a softy. Yes. Well, because, you know, he's using his powers, but, you know. Um, Louis, so, who spent all this time with Lestat, probably has a higher... Uh, What's the one I'm looking for? Maybe like a kind of like a snobbish type 
thing. So seeing someone, so seeing a vampire doing something like that, he's like, "What do you have to like a buffoon for? Like, you know, you should be owning the night, and you're doing fucking parlor tricks, you know, for your own amusement, like a fool." Right. You have to remember that these vampires are bored. Yeah. They have lived for centuries. Mm. Um, and they're in Paris. I so don't they're like, oh, how many times can you go there for Tower Whether or not he says it in the movie, but in the book, Armand says that he's 400 years old. Mm-hmm. And Santiago is the second eldest in that coven. Uh, I believe at like 350. 399. <laughs> no, because he's still younger enough from Armand to make a difference. Armand is the leader of the coven mm-hmm. in the technical sense. He doesn't actually want the responsibility. Right. Like, he has it because he has to have it, but Santiago does all, like, the... Yes. I guess all the all the running that Armand doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so those parts of the movie are sped up, and I understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, time crunch, you know, you're, you limited screen time, right? Mm-hmm. If they had showed the weeks before Louis goes back to burn the theater to vampires like that probably would have been a little boring Yeah, because he spends weeks wanders around aimlessly um, before Armand comes back to him and finds him and he tells Armand that he's going to do this and warns him not to go back there Mm -hmm. Um, also, Armand is not the one to save him from the daylight when he comes out of the theater. He's made a plan. He's been planning this for weeks. He's got a coach. He's got a carriage sitting outside waiting. He has it all planned out. So I have a question for you. He loves mm-hmm. it when a plan comes together. If you don't think... Va- Anto- I was going to say Vantonio. Antonio Banderas was good for this role. If you were casting this role, who would you have cast? Back in 94, that's a... You know I'm terrible with names. Yeah. I don't know Sam exactly. Neal. Sam Neill. Jeff Goldblum. Actually, I don't know work. Ah, ooh, ah, Louis. Ah, uh, get, get, ah, uh, in, in, in the coach, please. Louis, uh, 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 ooh, I mean, I know you're going to burn uh, theater to the ground, but I want you to think uh, before you do, because I live here, too. John Travolta. Oh, Nah. Goddamn, what a rush. This would have been... No, nah, because Travolta didn't start getting work until after Pulp Fiction was released. So this was probably filmed at the same time. And they're like, mm, poison. Get him away. Mm-hmm. Plus, John Travolta's a vampire. That Where? Barely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd be Barbarino yeah. with a cape. With a... 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 Why the fuck not? He would have been hot off Encino, man. That or does Armand have to be? Could have been better. Or does Armand or? Like, or did Armand have to be like uh, of Spanish descent? Or, no, or does, he could have just been any. Uh, they the way they depict them in a movie, he's got black hair, um, but in the books he has auburn. Oh. And he actually stands out from the rest of the coven because. Everyone in the coven has dyed their hair black because they believe that that's the color for vampires. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be able to get Jeff Goldman for that. His hair is already his hair is already black anyway. Ah, ooh. 
You're not gonna die someone whose hair is black. You're not gonna die a brown for old. It's like ah, we can just keep it. Uh, ooh, ah, just keep ooh, it black. Ah, Auburn. Keep it black Auburn is a form of red. Ah. Ooh, um, ah. Mm. It also shows Louis walking away from Armand while they're in the Louvre, right? In the in the museum. Yeah. Um, that also doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Louis actually spends years wandering with Armand, but at this point he has realized. Well, they had to again, keep it under two hours, Amy. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, but well, they, they he has realized that Armand had a very huge hand in Claudia's destruction. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet Fuck he still. Kid feels some affection for Armand, but eventually that just goes away and he withdraws into himself. Mm-hmm. I got the muscle part. Ah. Yeah, it's first just a paragraph up there. Continue talking. As decades pass, Louis never recovers from the loss of Claudia and, ge- and dejectedly explores the world alone. He returns to New Orleans in 1988 and one night encounters a decayed and weakened Lestat, living as a recluse in an abandoned mansion and surviving on rat blood as Louis once had. Lestat expresses regret for having turned Claudia into a vampire and asks Louis to rejoin him, but Louis declines and leaves. Louis concludes his interview with Malloy, prompting Malloy to beseech Louis to make him his new vampire companion. Louis is outraged that Malloy has not understood the tale of suffering he has related and attacks Malloy to scare him into abandoning the idea. Louis then vanishes and Malloy runs to his car and takes off while playing the cassette tapes of Louis' interview in his car. On the Golden Gate Bridge, Lestat appears and attacks Malloy, taking control of the car. Revived by Malloy's blood, Lestat offers Malloy the chance that he never had whether or not to become a vampire, and laughing, continues driving over the bridge. Well, if I have to die or become a vampire, I'm going to become a vampire. It's that simple. I mean, which makes you wonder if Lestat knew the whole time. I mean, I know in the book, none of that happened, as we said when we we watched it. Um, I mean, he... Lestat was no doubt nearby listening to that entire um, interview take place. One can in the only, movie. yeah, one or, can, yeah, o- yeah. like yeah, one could only assume. Um, he was flying above, like. Whoa. Well, he's probably. I mean, I would assume he was probably following Louis since 1988, since their encounter. I'm real quick. I Ooh. forgot one other major difference. Oh. In when. Right after Claudia and Madeline die, mm-hmm. and Armand brings Louis out of the coffin, and he's walking around and finds their <coughs> bodies. Right before he realizes that Lestat is actually sitting there with the rest of the vampires, so he had a huge hand in mm. letting the vampires know Fuck that, that they had tried to kill their maker. Right. And a huge factor in allowing Claudia to die. The other thing is that while Louis is wandering around the world with Armand, Armand is the one who convinces him to go back to New Orleans. He's the one who encourages him to seek out Lestat. He doesn't just stumble upon him in a random decaying building. What? He There's actually, a dead body outside. He's he a guy. He's a guy. I, sm- I smell the scent. Around mm. for weeks before discovering that 
this young vampire eventually leads him back to Lestat. Mm. Um, the young vampire is carrying a baby to feed to Lestat. I can see why that was cut out of the movie. I In mean, 1994, yeah. we probably weren't ready for that yet. Right. <laughs> but your kids are going to love it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, also, there's a fire going and Lestat is sitting in front of the fire rather than just being in that chair covered up. Um, there's dead animals all around the room decaying everywhere. There's mm-hmm. the buzz of flies. It's mentioned in the book that it's so loud that Louis actually has to like cover his ears for a minute. Mm-hmm. So those are the biggest alterations when you consider the book mm-hmm. and the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean also see like as a decade as the decades go on, like Louis finally gets to see the sunrise for the first time since he was turned when he's watching it on when on he's watching screen, on film. So yeah. he so he so he is obviously kind of turns into a movie buff to see all the things that he's not able to see during the day. And then we get, you know, some shots we see like we see Nosferatu. He could watch the sun theoretically rise inside. Well as long as he wasn't in direct contact with the sunlight itself. He could theoretically watch the sunset. And later on in the books, they do. Oh, do they? Do that. I even know. The um, the older a vampire gets, the less likely the sun is to severely damage them. Hmm. I. There's a point in Lestat's life, much much later on, after he's <coughs> drunk from Akasha, and he actually just walks in the desert during the day and he gets like a sunburn hmm. <laughs> it's mild <laughs> extremely mild for him so obviously after all this um, Malloy has learned nothing from the interview and all he hears is what really anybody hears when he you know especially he, you know you're sitting around with your friends like, oh, like, what would you rather be, a vampire or a werewolf? You know, most people are like, oh, I'd rather be a vampire. You know, you get to live forever and you do this. But the whole story that Louis is saying is that it's not as glamorous as it seems to be. Like, yeah, you get to live forever, but everyone you've ever known is, you know, dies. You can't have any real connections with anybody unless they're a vampire, too. And then it's, it, it ends up becoming a complicated situation, as things do. But all... Christian then, Slater here is like, hey, I want to be a vampire. I'm going to live forever and become Jack Nicholson. Okay. But. Now, yeah. Malloy actually does end up turned as a vampire. Right. But much later on in the series, um, he spends weeks with Lestat. After or during the Vampire Lestat books. Mm-hmm. And eventually does get turned. It's a shame they didn't turn him into Renfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing that master. master. I mean, obviously, that's all. From the point of view of this story, all of that is all like they like they call Bram Stoker like an uh, like an ignorant Irish writer, you know, for essentially bastardizing mm-hmm. what they are. Because mm-hmm. as we as we learn in the movie, like the stake through the heart does nothing. You know, the the garlic and all that bullshit. It's all just. It's all just it's myth all and just lore. Garbage, yeah. You know, the real way would be set them on fire, 
or the sun or the sunlight. So it's for, so from the point of view of, of this movie is that all the shit they so like everything that's been on screen about vampires to them is the same as it is to us. It's all just stories. So um, now Amy, you said that just about everything at the end, like with the, the, the car ride and the Golden Gate Bridge, none of that happens. None in of the that bar. occurs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, when Louis attacks Louis in the, the room where they're recording, Louis actually drinks from him and leaves him for dead. Uh, he doesn't wake up until the next morning. Like, what a jerk. I'm going to tell you my story and then kill him. Well, he no. said that in the beginning, too. He's like, you brought me up here to kill me. It's like, yeah. Yes, that was, that was the original plan. Louis was... I wasn't? Only intended to drink from him. Uh, but then he realized that he could tell his story. And the only reason why he still drinks from him is because he's angry that... That he Louis didn't, didn't understand. Mm. That he wants to be made into the thing that Louis essentially hates. Louis hates himself mm-hmm. to the point where he feels like he has nothing. There's nothing. There's emptiness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're apparently doing a interview with a vampire TV show. Yes, on AMC. Oh, that's going to be good. Well, it might be if it's on AMC. Better than Hulu oh, producing better it. Better than CW. The original. No, you, she said AMC. My head thought ABC. Yeah, Bob Saget's plan to vampire. That's what I'm saying. Like, wow, that (laughs) would be terrible. ABC, what the hell? (laughs) Figure if they if they would have went accurate with this with Claudia with her being five, she probably wouldn't play by the fucking Olsen twins or some shit. Well, I will will say that uh, that would have been terrible. Luby's character in the TV show has been race swapped. Yeah. Yes. But it's actually more accurate for, not for the book, but if you think of New Orleans, Mm. um, Sam, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not a terrible cast. It's not out of the realm of possibility for New Orleans at that time frame. But you said that the guy, yeah. But you said the, but you said that the guy playing with stat, it looks far too old to be playing with stat. I mean, yes, because in the books, again, Lestat is sixteen or seventeen when he's turned. This guy's thirty-four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know this guy from age. It it looks every and looks exactly what George and I said when I was talking about it. And looks every minute at (laughs) thirty-four. So, I mean, well, that's the, yep, I mean, that's, that's the end of the movie. So, <coughs> uh, at a, at a 10, we'll go to the guest, Amy, at a 10, where do you, interview with the vampire, what do you think at a 10? I mean, I still give this movie like an eight, mm-hmm. um, just because it does follow the major arcs in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, I understand there's time constraints and stuff like that. They can't show every little detail. Um, so, yeah, I still I think that it's a great movie. It's not perfect, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Dean? Yeah, Tim. Yeah, I'll go. I've always enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I'll go yeah. eights all around. I mean, this is before Brad Pitt and Antonio Banderas got better at acting. They obviously got better as time has gone on. Like, Brad Pitt now is one of the finest actors around. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Banderas has also come into his own. Um, Antonio Banderas has always been great. Thank you very much. Did you just watch Assassins? Assassins came out after this. What well, they have to do with that? It's a gif of him going, Oh, yeah. Thanks. Is he his hand? Come on, <laughs> give the fucking program Oh, here. excuse me. Uh, favorite scene? Uh, when Claudia dies. Because <laughs> I fucking hate Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the truth, I'm ready to hear it. You, I, I was happy you died in uh, an interview with the vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amy, favorite scene? Oh, um... I'm gonna say the the show that the theater is this vampires played on. Yeah, that, that's that's mine too. I thought that was really well done. That for me stood out very well. Do does anybody have a least favorite scene? Everything that wasn't involving the death of Kirsten Dunst. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, you still give it an eight. <laughs> every time. No, I don't have a. a I don't have a least became a vampire. Oh. Um, mainly for the fact that they again sped up that process. Mm. Um, it's it was not instantaneous in the book. It happens over the next day while they're sleeping. Like I know it's uh, I I know it's an an iconic scene for this movie, but I really don't like when Kirsten Dunst gets up and she goes, "I want some more," and she like whispers. Like I really don't like. I feel like because I've just seen it so much, I'm just like, I, I, I hate you. It's understandable. Um, I mean, I'm yeah, sure that... that a I mean, weird. I mean, it's just like, she gets up and she just whispers, I want some more. Like, kind of like when we were walking through the uh, that fucking mansion and we walked out of the library. And I was like, oh, it smells like books in here. And the voice behind me is like, yeah, it does. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't see anybody behind me. And I almost started walking back in. Like, what? And I'm like, no, no, no. This is exactly how people die. What mansion was this? Uh, when we went to Frightland yesterday. Oh, okay. What, what, one of the of the haunted attractions was a mansion. Hmm. A mansion uh, that, that you go through. It's called the Manor. The Manor. Fucking movie. <laughs> Excuse me. I also thought it was called the Dolly Manor, and it's the I Dolly Manor. So I thought, I'm like, I'm like Dolly, Dolly, like Black Dolly Manor. That's like I Dolly. I'm like, Idalia. oh. I was like, all right. Dr. Idalia. Man, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> As the night went on, my foot was getting more swollen, so I was forgetting yeah. a lot of what was going on. Well. But it was a fun time. I think that sums up Interview with the Vampire. You're saying that's a wrap on this interview? That's a wrap on this interview. That's a good one. Well, you can use that one. I, I probably won't. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, well, we forgot to do a uh, midweek episode again. So you're going to get two this week. You get two after tomorrow. Actually, I should just post this tonight. You'll fucking get it when we get it. Yeah, fuck you. How about one, that? One of them is Army of the Dead. Yeah, Chris. Um, yeah, you fucking twat. Um, and then the other one, we haven't figured it out. Well, we have a schedule. We're just kind of shifting things around. So. Yeah, because, I mean, we, when we made the schedule, we didn't realize what was going to be available to us that we didn't already own. Yeah. When we, between the two we of us, one movie. To, between the two of us, we have literally all the fucking streaming sites. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're missing. <clears throat> it's not like we're missing out. It's just that some movies that we thought would be up just aren't up anywhere. Yeah, this was one of them. But um, Amy purchased it on I Voodoo. You owned because, it already. 
I thought I did too, and I didn't. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Amy purchased it on Vudu, so we have it now whenever she wants to watch it, which will probably be pretty frequently because she does like this movie. Yeah, when I'm not reading, it'll I'll yeah. probably be and, Amy, this. And, and Amy recently read the book for this, so she mm-hmm. so she'd be prepared, and she flew through it in probably mm-hmm. about a week and a half. And then I'm like, oh, you're, I was like, oh, you're still reading? You're like, no, I'm on the next book now, <laughs> because she, had, you know, I bought that three pack that has the, um, well, it's it's one big book, but it's got all three stories: Interview, uh, Vampire Lestat, and Queen of the Damned. Mm-hmm. So she's yeah. still reading that, and she's like, I'm not putting this down yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know how much I enjoy reading. Uh, and if vampires. I'm, if I'm not reading Anne Rice, I'm reading, you know, Stephen King or something mm-hmm. along those lines. I absolutely love reading. And fried green tomatoes. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they're good. It's also a great movie. Better than Steel Magnolias. It's your favorite book, movie, and food. Correct. I love fried green tomatoes. The food and movie. Mm-hmm. Never read the book. I can't read. You fake it just to get through high school. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, we're done. Bye. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Beep, boop, beep. Real quick. Oh, yeah, we're still here. I was reading an article, and it says who would be really good to play with that. Orlando Bloom? One of the... <laughs> no. With this giant hat from Pirates of the Caribbean 1? Yeah. One of the options nice that they, they put out here is Evan Peters. Oh, 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 all right. Oh. And only only is, if he does this, James Patrick March. Oh, my God. Ah, James Patrick March here. Yeah, I'm going to turn oh, you into a vampire, see? That. see? That. Yeah. To, only if it's being uh, produced by Ryan Murphy. I want to feel, I feel like if I could reach out to, like, AMC or Anne Rice or anybody and be like, get rid of Sammy and please, for the love of God, get Evan Peters. <laughs> get me the president of television. You know who I think would be a good Lestat? And, I, of course, I'm only going off of the movie. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland. That depends. Do you, want your, do you want your Lestat still in high school for five years? No. But he looks <laughs> young enough. I also don't think Tom Holland's that good enough of an actor to play, like, an old-timey vampire. No, I'm not saying that, but I mean, yeah. at least he looks. Really? <laughs> I feel like he's just doing that just to give me, just to get a rise out of Chris. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I don't think Tom Holland's that good of an actor. That's why I said the other day. I think he's the worst actor of the three Spider-Man. That's not my. That's not me knocking his portrayal of Spider-Man. I just don't think he's an accomplished actor. Andrew Garfield is hands down Actually, the best the, actor um, of the three Spider-Man. And that guy Timothy Chalamet, he he might be a good. Um, oh, the guy who's going to be the guy who's going to be in Dune. He's he he's he's one who's right on the Robert way Pattinson up. Robert could do it if he wasn't already fucking a he's, gay vampire. He, yeah, he's already played a vampire once and spent ten years trying to shed that image. Well, he's about to. Well, this is a completely different. Yeah. Hey, look at me! I sparkle in the sunlight. You know. You don't sparkle in the sunlight in these you, movies. You, burn. you fucking die. Mm-hmm. Kai can play. Get Stephen Dorff. He was a, he played a vampire once. He was Deacon Frost and uh. Let's <laughs> get Sir Townsend back. Stop with that. No. I won't stop. Why? You got five bucks you want to burn? Yeah. Ain't it cool? Hey, I got this five. Give it to Stuart Towns and see if he wants to get a drink. See if he wants to work. (laughs) The drink's four (laughs) dollars. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be be like when I bought my apple cider yesterday and it was for four dollars. Lady saw it at five in my hand. She goes, uh, five dollars. I was going to tip her anyway, but uh, I guess you're just going to take it out of my, (laughs) take it out of my pay. Now you get no tip. 
Although I guess you got the tip anyway, but. Ooh. Well, the now tip. you don't get the no coke. No, she was gross and disgusting. Yeah. Oh. Everything. All right, Amy. Everything else said? I believe that's it. All right, I'm... George. I've got nothing. Nice hour conversation. Yeah, it was good. Well, that's the longest podcast we've done on here for a while. That was a good fun. It was a good fun one. Well, yeah. you know, we started rolling, and, <clears throat> and and Amy enjoys talking Anne Rice and vampires. And that's why we brought her on for this. So, mm-hmm. see, she like she really enjoyed herself. So, and then we'll have to get her on for the Queen of the Dam review. I don't recall agreeing to do that movie. <laughs> too bad. Too bad. <laughs> you could do that one with Chris. Okay, since he's a big corn fan. He'd be fucking yeah, he is. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Chris I mean, is gonna be like, I don't deserve this. Abuse. Amy's like, I'll Maybe do it. Maybe <laughs> the next time you guys do a Stephen King movie. Are we doing another one this six or six weeks? I don't know. Actually, I need to talk to you offline about something with Stephen King. So, backstage, backstage. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you in a couple of days. I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and that was my girlfriend Amy Monk. And we will see you in the horror verse.